Okay, hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another uh, review slash preview uh, of the Who's Code Again podcast. So uh, once again, we do this live during the week. We idly do this on a Monday, but in some cases, we ended up do- we end up doing it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, as in this case, which is why this week's two uh, two episodes are now being scrunched into one. We're doing both preview uh, the review and the preview of the past game week and the upcoming game week because we've been in several different places. Um, so just FYI, if you're just checking this out for the first time, as soon as we're done recording uh, this episode, this will go live on Spotify where you can late consume it at a later date um, at a time of your convenience. So just a little bit of uh, housekeeping to kickstart the episode with, as always. Uh, but for those of you who are watching right now and who are watching the stream, please don't forget to like and subscribe so we get these episodes out to bigger audiences on a weekly basis and, um, you know, just generally bring more eyeballs and bring more interactions to um, um, to the episode as we as we go on through this for like an, for an hour or so. Anyway, uh, but before we begin, I'd like to introduce everybody. I'm Abhin. I've the returning host. Uh, we have Tushar and Sid here. Akshay will join in at a later time. And for those of you who remember, uh, we have Vishnu, who's, who we've had on several streams in the past, uh, a, a diehard Arsenal fan, who is probably having a, a better start of the season than uh, than, than the past few seasons. And most of us like can remember well, for, for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a while. <laughs> but yeah. I, we, we, will get, <laughs> we will get to Arsenal. Uh, in some time, because uh, I kind of want to talk, kickstart this episode with probably the most exciting game in terms of spectacle, or rather in terms of drama that unfolded on the weekend. And then once we get through that, we'll get to Arsenal, then we'll get to uh, the the title of this video, the circus act that is Manchester United. Uh, R on R, I keep, I keep hearing something new, and we'll, we'll obviously want to pay, uh, uh, you know, give it its own time of the episode, a rather big chunk of, of time in the episode for it. But in the meantime, let's just kickstart off, kickstart this episode where, at Stamford Bridge, where Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel went head-to-head. Now, Tuchel has had some sort of record against Conte where um, he seems to be one of those boogie managers that Conte just can't seem to get the better of. And for big chunks of that game, he was not getting the better of him until two very pivotal decisions happened. But I'm not the resident Chelsea fan. Tushar is the resident Chelsea fan. So I'm going to let him kick us off. Because uh, as much as it was an amazing game for me to watch as a neutral, I, I assume uh, that perspective was not shared if you were a Chelsea fan. I mean, I, I agree with the fact that it was an exciting game to watch. Like, I came in last week saying, like, that first Chelsea game, like, it was it was more enjoyable to watch paint dry, but in this case, I really felt like it was such an exciting game. Like there was not a single moment of of just some dead vibe or anything like that in there. Um, but having said that, it's also such a frustrating game because I was just like, can we just score? Can we just score? I mean, the, the I mean, we did score two goals as usual. We are wing back FC. It had to be James. 
of course comedy uh which was a great volley <clears throat> i think we did almost everything right in that game we defended well our shape was good we were attacking well uh that one ball that from james to havertz was the perfect ball that i felt that even i could have scored anyone by mistake could have scored that goal i don't know how i don't know how he missed it i still oh yeah that was, that was that was that was painful to watch like yeah. especially with with reese james I, i think at the time son had kind of been like son had come off because he was having no uh like he's getting no game, space yeah. against reese james yeah reese james had pocketed him the entire game and then i think the second half tusha um, said you know what run free like you go start attacking and what a ball that is perfectionist absolute perfection yeah, it was perfect i don't know how you can get such a perfect weighted ball on your feet and still mess it up i was so pissed off i mean there were some other few misses as well sterling made a few miss but there was nothing as significant as that one yeah but of course uh, we still managed to score two goals uh the more than more than the goals that we scored i felt like the biggest factor for us was anthony taylor it was not even tottenham i think we yeah. controlled the game for 90 96 minutes i think we we had the ball i think all our tactics were right mm-hmm. um the funny thing is uh, tushel even said in his interviews that uh we know that he's going to give more fouls so they were training in training for this week the defenders and the attackers they were training preparing for having anthony trailer ref the game oh wow okay <laughs> yeah. i didn't know that that's yeah that, that's insane that's the crazy thing imagine a team having to prepare for a ref not for the other team okay it's 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 just madness i'm uh, sure like uh, cosmo will pull out the stat cosmos in the chat as per usual uh, how many games has anthony taylor cost chelsea because from the top of my mind i can think of um i can think of the fa cup final uh, i can think of this fixture dude i th- i think it's been 10 years of us complaining and they've not done anything so so both that first goal uh, forget the havertz the havertz call where that guy basically mm-hmm. that was a clear mm-hmm. foul I think when the goal was scored, the player was player was offside, hundred percent offside because he was blocking Eduardo Mendy's view, and he also mm-hmm. made an attempt at the ball, and then he left it because he was offside, and mm-hmm. it's no way for Mendy to look around him, or he can't make a movement till that guy touches the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's offside. I I even saw like some ESPN FC or something they called some <laughs> some mm-hmm. referees. and they like dude this is 100% offside i don't know how vr didn't call it well, see the only assumption i can like to play devil's advocate here the only reason why i think that goal was that the first goal the hoiberg goal stood was because he was far enough from like his line of sight to have made that for them to have made made that uh, made that no, call but what if the explanation for it or or what if he affected what if he di- deflected it left or right so he's not making the So you can yeah, see Mendy yeah. not making the move till it passes him and he's like oh okay and then yeah so which is why I'm like I'm trying to see because you know if he if he played the ball there then I think they would have had a clear case of him being offside but the fact that he was let's say about 7 to 8 yards from goal um meant that it wasn't necessarily like I mean it was kind of in the gray area which is why they let that pass that I'm like okay I'm in favor of Spurs like getting the 
uh, um, rather in, in, in favor of Spurs getting the goal. But it's the second goal that really bothers me because yeah, so that, as much as that was a foul as, either way. Like I don't know how you can't use VAR to check that. It's just stupid. Like there's some weird like rule. Yeah, that's that's not a red card offense apparently. So which is why they were unable to give that as a foul. Because if they give that as a foul, that's a that's a free kick the other way. And because the ball's not in play, you can't deem that to be a foul. It's very strange. I don't understand it. I mean, the 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 linesman saw it, the fourth empire saw it, and Trishadavan says, I'm pretty sure Anthony Taylor saw it and still didn't still didn't give it. I mean it's 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 there for all to see, right? It's like you have yeah. <laughs> And and I think the injustice of that kind of really rattles Chelsea in that corner. Because, okay, let's give props to Spurs because they, they had a shit game, but they just held on for dear life. Obviously, aided by the ref at some point. Um, but that, that yeah, but final I, goal, I also agree that the thing is, when when a foul is given, you've got to let like calm heads prevail. Like, every time the foul is not given, everyone's Chelsea losing their head. Like, what the hell? Or, and then completely losing focus. Like in the 96th minute, you can't leave Kane alone in the box in a corner. He's going to score. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the that, yeah. The thing Romero reminds me of Romero's like, you know, he gives me this this intense shithouse vibes. Like if he's not your player, you absolutely hate him. But if he's your player, you will absolutely love him. No, like yeah. Dave, like Diego Costa, right? So you remember a few scenes ago. Diego Costa slaps Koscielny and then gets Gabriel sent off in in yeah. a game against Arsenal. So it's just it's like uh, it's kind of insane that like the amount of shithousery that uh, some players are able to to conjure. And I think Romero is straight up there. This is not the first time I've seen him do this shit. He and Havertz were going at it. I think he was rattling Havertz and Havertz was giving it back. And then Tuchel pulled him off because he was already on a yellow card at the time. Yeah, I mean that that there again, like he had to pull Havertz off because Havertz is just constantly arguing with the referee and that guy, like Romero. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and Romero he, was he getting what he wanted on the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and getting... even in the last corner, if you see Chelsea, mm-hmm. concentrate on the corner, dude. They're still fighting with the the, the players. They're still fighting with the referees. Still unhappy with the decision. Of course, it's an unfair decision. It's a stupid decision, but. You could have seen the game out and then complained, or then you don't you yeah. don't have cost us two points. It's like they all switch off, and if it's not if it's not Kane who's scoring, it's Richarlison who's scoring. It's not the greatest yeah. shot by Kane. That's that's the that's the crazy thing. It's like when they, when the ball goes in the air, I'm, I think Richarlison scored at that point because I because he runs away. When another shit house, Conte has got two now in his team, so. It's kind of, and but then you realize Kane's got the flick on, and it may have been going wide if it wasn't for Reese James's foot. We'll never know. Yeah. But that ball goes in. These guys, are, these guys are celebrating, and Romero was in the face of Reese James again, like uh, yelling at him. So it's like, in, in terms of a, a spectacle, it had everything. It had drama. It had the two managers running down the touchline, getting into an argument, the handshake situation. Like it was, it was a proper yeah, Premier League rivalry. I mean, the coach thing was fine, man. I, I think in the heat of a game, two coaches will fight it out. And yeah, I want to see that. Happen. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I see the are dra- the drama that followed was just hilarious. Like two shells. Like when I shake somebody's hand, I look them in the eye. He didn't look me in the eye. <laughs> I'm so mad about. <laughs> like it's such. Can, a can I jump in? Yeah, of course, yeah. by all means. 
the, the couple of the, the basically four points right so the way yeah. i see it is i'll i'll put my arsenal hat on when the segment comes on but i'm removing it at the moment as much as please, i can please. trying to remove the arsenal <laughs> hat on <laughs> right <laughs> but firstly when like when i uh, i was looking for this game obviously it was a marquee game of the weekend and the way the uh-huh. game started off everyone expected talking to absolutely dominate chelsea right in terms of the build up of the game like hmm. uh, looking at spurs opening game result and looking at chelsea's opening game result we are like yeah you know chelsea are in transfer turmoil so and so forth and then spurs much more settled with conte and what they achieved the latter half of the season but the game didn't start off that way you know just yeah. apart from the 5 8 minutes apart from the first 5 8 possibly 10 minutes chelsea completely out you know to shell basically outsmarted mm. conte here and i don't think yeah. that settled well with conte when uh, spurs equalized i think that was a result yeah. of that in the sense that if you look at the possession stats between the probably the 12th or 15th minute till the 35th 40th minute it was like mm-hmm. you know they were trying to conjure up something but chelsea were well settled mm-hmm. they knew how to react to certain situations kulabali scored that i mean that was a big questioning why isn't uh, the first uh, post crazy goal right mm-hmm. yeah what a goal i was like really surprised personally because i think to share is like they've all settled up in the front post middle half of the penalty area and then this guy you know just strolls over the back post free volley right yeah what what a volley you could have taken Secondly, someone's head off yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. that's if if a striker had scored that goal uh, as his debut premier league goal i mean the papers would have been wild but since he's a defender yeah. i mean you know the bias between defenders and strikers mm-hmm. we've all seen oh, over i mean yeah, i think yeah. that deserves a thing uh, a headline by itself in chelsea if you're a defender you're also forward ali stepped up when he flushed it yeah. i think i think the way i said it it's it's the way the whole game was built up they were like Spurs are going to come to the bridge, and we're going to beat our record. We haven't beaten uh, Chelsea mm-hmm. for so many years, you know. We're going to come there and put a marker mm-hmm. down, right? But that didn't happen because Tuchel is, I think, a very underappreciated. I wouldn't say underrated, but I think he's a very mm-hmm. underappreciated manager. They're very two different things in terms of how we, um, you know, have a rating of managers. Like underrated is a different thing. Underappreciated is a very. Mm-hmm. I think Tuchel is very underappreciated yeah. in terms of how he sets up things and. the way he has to he, even last season like the whole owner situation and how he dealt with mm-hmm. that situation and how he ma- not managed to get top 4 he was still in a very strong position to get top 4 but he still got mm-hmm. over the line even though at some yeah. point you know with like uh, 8 10 games to go you thought you know Arsenal win it Spurs win it there was that situation mm-hmm. a couple of points where it could have but mm-hmm. that's yeah where it could have unraveled like it unraveled mm-hmm. with Arsenal right that's why i'm saying i'm removing my yeah. arsenal hat right now it unraveled with mm-hmm. arsenal but it didn't unravel with tuchel because he's had that experience of mm-hmm. managing teams at crunch moments and managing them and what's required at that point in time it doesn't matter what it takes right mm-hmm. and what i didn't like is that there was this moment last season where there's a there's a twitter uh, reference right so i saw this video where um you reference it earlier to shell basically didn't look at uh, Sean Dyche's uh, eyes he didn't look into his yeah. eyes when he had a 
Drop yeah, draw at the bridge, ha, last season. Bridge, yeah. he, didn't yeah. it, he didn't look at his eyes. So there's no there's yeah. no Romeo Juliet going on there, you know. <laughs> so it's easy to it's easy to you know get caught up into all that. But I I felt that yeah. uh, Spurs actually deserved a draw because mm. they really you know it's a step up. It's it's what Spurs have been missing for a very long time. They've been missing that character that gets them together. That that takes I, them to the yeah. next level and i think it's good for the league like it's good mm-hmm. it's good for the league where a manager comes in he's trying to change the culture he's trying to you know bring something new so i think in mm-hmm. that sense it's it's a proper derby it's not it's not pochettino versus the rest the rest yeah battle it's, of the bridge was in a completely different context mhm that was very much like the, the, yeah yeah that was at least the pochettino battle of the bridge was definitely was more the underdog because at the time spurs very much were underdogs they were that that team that had discovered like gareth bale had just i think this was what three seasons removed from gareth bale's departure and and uh, then you had pochettino who had come in i think two seasons prior and then kane had burst through the ranks there was an exciting team that was coming through and who really should have pipped Lesser to the title, but that uh, exactly. going so I'll put my Arsenal hat on again and say <laughs> yeah. they, they finished third in a two-horse race. So, you know, yeah, exactly. That's what everyone <laughs> says, right? They finished third in a right because they they lose that game and then go on to get spanked by Newcastle. I think five-one on the final day. Uh, ultimately, exactly. guaranteeing guaranteeing Saint Otteringham's Day all over again, which is kind of uh, in like so Spursy as uh, as one would. Uh, what, yeah. what's so fun but i think it? i think i think in terms of the chelsea spurs game it's more about the context it's more about how the season is uh, the pre-season plus i think conte was in a much better position to get a result at the bridge but he didn't mm-hmm. but he did that's I, why I, I give very crucial yeah hmm. I, I like i think so i think i think tuchel with so tuchel's wing back system there is there, you notice it when it when it really clicks there is a point where he starts to suffocate teams because the wing backs have pushed up all the way and your and the team is just unable to get out where like your Reece James is pretty much playing as uh, a, a right forward you have um, on the left i think was it kukurella kukurella also did a really good game playing as a left forward and just pressing that um, the opposition team into their box and and i've seen nobody else do that uh, as well as tushel gets to do it with his teams the problem with him is that he does not have that striker that you know that exact kind of forward that would best suit that system because with lukaku he had a striker who couldn't control his first touch i don't think kai havertz is particularly um what do you he's call he's not a number He's not. He's not number nine. He can't hold and up. We play. need a number He's... nine, and we've needed it for years. Like we've not got a decent number nine for years. I think. Yeah, I think ever since what Diego Costa Drop. left, you've, yeah, Costa, you've yeah, got, I guess. you've had that that issue. Um, as for Spurs, I, I think when he he went with a back four, if I'm not mistaken, or rather a back five, and then he switched the formation out in the second half. And I think for a ten minute period in the second half, Spurs were really on like got control of the game because they had that one extra man in midfield and he just you know uh, made things um a, a lot more difficult before obviously Ben Davies has that brain fart and Reece James like goes in at the back post uh, smack what a what a finish by the way but yeah you know what is surprising they put on broja 
Yeah, bro. I, I don't know. I was like, where did this guy come from? Like, I thought he left. Dude, he's actually a great striker. I don't know why they haven't, um, yeah. why they haven't gotten gotten him there. Uh, yeah. So Rohit says an Arsenal fan putting in a case for Tottenham. <laughs> uh, from Rohit in the chat. He also goes on to say that a draw is a good result for Arsenal. Don't want either of them to win and get all three points. I mean, yes. Now it's now. Un- <laughs> Uh, the, t- the the table doesn't lie. The only two teams to have remained, uh, to have been, to have gotten six points over the two games. Yeah, but I think that's what, that's a great point. What you just said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I also agree that. I, I think, you know what, you know what? Like, yeah. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, I think the the top four will be determined by off of each other I think uh, because let's face it Arsenal, Chelsea talk, uh, and Spurs are the are, are fighting, effectively fighting for two places mm. and whoever can get points off of each other I think that's going to at the end of the season determine who finishes in the top four I actually yeah, would not but still uh, like so actually uh, all the pundits were giving Tottenham an outside chance to get in the top two. Uh, they were like, if we had to choose other than Man City and Liverpool, maybe Tottenham. But uh, after this weekend, I think they've bottled even that opinion of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, so, uh, I mean, I never yeah, had Tottenham is a prime in the running. Example like, of that. Backtrack. Yeah. I, I never had Tottenham in the running. <laughs> Tottenham, I mean, once a bottle job, always a bottle job. Uh it's in the DNA. It's like it's like City and PSG in the Champions League. I'm I'm fairly certain they're going to come back and bite me in the ass at the end of the uh, end of the year. But uh, I mean, they don't have the pedigree to win the champ uh, to win the league. Oh, you bring you bring Pep. I I I still don't think they'll win the league. Uh, it's I just think that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It, I, I talk to my finishing. I mean. Best case scenario for Tottenham is third, like absolute best case scenario. Not higher than that. Um, Interesting. But having said that, I, having said that, I think, I mean, see, Liverpool still ha- hasn't clicked as yet, uh, but I, I'm sure we'll get uh, get to them soon. But uh, just just one th- one thought of uh, out from this game that I that I felt like I, I barely watched a few minutes of the game. If if Tottenham, like uh, Vishnu just said, if Tottenham was so ready, they shot all three points at the bridge. This was one of the very, 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 very few times that Tottenham were better prepared, were better, were, were the better team at the bridge for a very long time now. Going into the game. Going into the game. Going yeah. into the game. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's a very long so time even Spurs were looking as favourites going into the game saying, yeah, Spurs are actually ready for the season going into an early season London derby, especially at Chelsea. You know, but knowing you know what what's happened. About derbies, right? And they completely fell flat. Yeah, so, but, but you know, it's... That's why I felt, I mean, Spurs actually were well prepared by FL Tuchel actually, you know, he man management was like, better on the day. Tuchel's oh, yeah, really the way he set up the team and the way he, you know, dominated the game, um, most of the first half and majority of the second half, apart from the apart from the two goals that Spurs scored, I think mm-hmm. Tuchel really showed why he's won the Champions League and why that wasn't a fluke. Even though most 
you know haters will say you know it's not a fluke you win the champions league mm. the champions league but yeah, i think do. tuchel is a very underappreciated manager that's why i said he's a underappreciated manager not a underrated not, manager that's actually a, a great like a great way to put it i think so i mean i, I can't believe i'm i'm sitting here and defending spurs but i guess i will um as they as they look more prepared i think they have more weapons ironically in their arsenal so it's kind of uh, funny that uh, that they kind that the people who have been bailing them out of these games i mean i we do know kane scored the equalizer but kane looked very off it through the game missed an absolute sitter that he would put put away nine or 10 times in any other part of the season uh, son looked anonymous son's looked a little off the ball since he came back so, so it remains to be seen how how long he's conte is going to persist before he ends up dropping him for the to the bench for a couple of games and starts playing richarlison there instead because richarlison is pure havoc right he's that he's that wrecking ball uh, that you're going to throw in i don't see spurs winning the title but i think more than them being more prepared for the season the lack of mane being around for for liverpool and just generally the the, the injuries that have been piling up there uh fabinho we'll get to fabinho uh, we'll get to liverpool and and the crystal palace game because even then luis diaz had to bail them out with a with a wonder strike so as cosmo in the chat puts it this is do or this is the do or die season for spurs um there's there is if they don't mount a title they have all the resources I, I, for title charge this year but i, I don't mean, think uh, they'll win i mean i'm i'll, I'll throw the question like, to any one of you reply to cosmo uh, <laughs> what are you yeah, saying i'll uh, i'll i'm interesting anecdote uh wait, i i so, can't so uh, wait is this the one about you want to go ahead yeah go no you yeah, go, you take it question. any any one of you all can answer so so interesting the Do you, no, do you so think it, it's sort of a, a personal anecdote. So, in in terms of uh, um, so what happens is every Premier League club you can uh, take a legend store, right? Mm-hmm. At United, Arsenal, Chelsea, mm-hmm. you can choose that, right? So, there's a particular question I asked Charlie George because I attended Charlie George mm-hmm. and he's known for uh, scoring the cup win against Liverpool in uh, in the early 1970s, mm-hmm. and um, so I asked him a question about when do you think Spurs can actually you know they think they can challenge the league but when do you think uh, they can actually do it so that that's exactly mm-hmm. what cosmo uh, to answer cosmo's question is spurs will always be spurs until they prove mm-hmm. it <laughs> right yeah. it, it's until you prove it you, you you'll always be categorized in that category yeah so it's going to be so like it's sense. you know the there's a there's a great line from the dark knight which everyone likes to quote once in a while it's an unstoppable force meets an immovable object The unstoppable force, wherever yeah. he's gone, has been Antonio Conte. The immovable object has been Spurs because they just keep shooting the bet somehow. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, season to, uh, or a very entertaining season to watch Spurs. Now, Sid, I'm sorry, yeah. we like we kind of uh, your question. Yeah, no, kind of I, just, I, I have one question. Yeah, I have one question. I'm going to throw it out there. Any one of y'all can answer. Do you see any holes in that Spurs uh, in the Spurs starting eleven or the bench, like? Do you see a place where it can be exploited? Like, I mean, if you look at Manchester United's team, you can see a hole straight down to the spine, right? Like, you can you can literally rip apart the carcass. But do you see 
any shortcomings with the Spurs squad at the moment? Like, you can you point at one uh, thing and say maybe at right wing back and uh, and at center attacking midfield? They don't have a center attacking midfielder who's able to orchestrate games. They have two destroyers in Bissouma and um, and Hoiberg. Hoiberg, I would say, probably more of a sitter, deep, more like a deep line playmaker. But they don't have that that Delhi Alley from Ericsson, 2014 like Ericsson. Ericsson, yeah. Ericsson, yeah, Ericsson, yeah. They don't have that Krishna Ericsson in, in the squad, which but would have been really don't you, great. Don't you think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, may be, I may be making a very, you know, like an out-of-the-blue sort of a point, but don't you think that CAM position is sort of dying with most teams playing 4-3-3? You know, that number 10 role? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a son, then why do you need a CAM? No, but yeah, basically, exactly. in, in, no, in that scenario, so you, I think the, the problem arises when they come up against a team that will just sit back um, and will camp, like, say, eight to ten players on the edge of their box and just keep repelling Spurs attack after Spurs attack. There's no space for Son to run in behind. There's, uh, I think the reliance on Kane as a playmaker will probably tell the season because he's the one who drops yeah, out to midfield. If you notice, Kane drops back into midfield many, many times to to play, which is why you see Son running past him. So, um. yeah. So, which is why. So, it'll be uh, again like this. Rohit brings up the World Cup, right? And I think um, has, so. They have a green chance to end up in the top four. Like Rohit mentions that the World Cup coming, the way progressing. I think Spurs are a cert are a cert for top four. I think given the season they had last season, it's been with the squad they had, and with them managing to. Uh, sneak into the top four places in the, over the last a few game weeks and as much as I'd like to credit them a lot of credit also goes to Arsenal because uh, that that chaos was was something else altogether we'll all of that those episodes of all or nothing dropped tonight and uh, we so oh, it's going to be interesting to see how what are La- the last yeah they dropped yeah, tonight yeah. In, in an hour oh yeah the last oh. the last three the, the finale drops tonight so there's uh, the, Amazon released a clip of Arteta um, telling everyone to shut their mouth after the Newcastle defeat. So that's interesting. To oh, I haven't seen that. Be, oh, it's yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be quite, quite the explosive. It's on Arsenal's Twitter, uh, it's on Arsenal's Twitter handle. I mean, I'm <laughs> glad they're owning it. So, so uh, I'm, I'm sure like every every um, second of that clip has been um, passed through the club's QC like, checks and yeah, thousands of times. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. But anyway, that's as good of a segue as we could possibly get to talking about Arsenal. So let's talk about Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal against Leicester. So this was... I, I watched this game. Gabriel Jesus looks like a different player than what he was at City, which I can't tell is if it's a City thing or if it's a, a Jesus thing where he was just being forced to play on the wing all the time. But he really seems to have taken that main man role uh, to heart and is playing out of his skin. Assisted by Gabriel Martinelli, who's only getting better season upon season. Um, Spur, uh, Arsenal look like a like an outfit to be contended with this season. I don't know. See, once Europa kicks in, then we'll, it's, we, it's anyone's game. But up until then, I think, and with the, the runner fixtures that they have, they look quite formidable. Like, I mean, I'm the United fan once again, once again talking. Vishnu, like, you can firmly put your Arsenal hat back on. And, yeah, uh, I'm going to put it back on. Yeah. You can also answer Shreyas's question mm. or, or comment mm. uh, yeah. while, while you're at it. 
Yeah. I can't wish uh, yeah, I think, I'm on my phone. Do you think, so. yeah, yeah, we says Vishnu, do you think oh, yeah. Gabby and Zinchenko will get the winning mentality into Arsenal? But I, I'm optimistic with my hopes. Come on, you Gunas. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm not going to answer that question directly uh, for the next 30 seconds. But if you just look at uh-huh. simple numbers, right? So I've mm-hmm. got this. So if you look at 1920, like Una Emery was in charge mm-hmm. for part of the seasons, uh, part of mm-hmm. that 1920 season, Arsenal ended up with 56 points, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the next season, Arsenal ended up with 61 points, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. last season, Arsenal ended up with 69 points, right? Okay. So everyone is actually... Um, last season when Arsenal didn't finish in the top four, everyone criticized Arteta saying, where's the progress? Where's the actual, you know, where can we see it? You know, Mm -hmm. where can we actually see the difference in terms of, so actually in terms of the numbers, there's actually been a difference. But Mm. what I feel this season is, I still clearly and distinctly remember when we had this conversation, uh, when Arsenal lost to Brentford last season, we had a similar Mm. session. Right mm-hmm. uh, before the opening day of the season, and I clearly said you can go back, and I said last season was the most uh, least excited I, as an Arsenal fan, was about watching Arsenal. Right, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in terms of Arsenal this season, I like the thing about watching football is it's about if I'm putting on the telly, Arsenal are playing, you know, that first twenty twenty two minutes against Palace. And mm-hmm. that first 30 minutes against uh, Leicester, that was like watching. You put on the telly, I don't care who's playing, that's good football. Like that's entertaining yeah. football. It's a feel-good mm-hmm. factor. You know what I'm saying? There's a distinction about last season. Oh, I'm, I'm fully where, aware. Like I'm yeah. fully aware. In the sense <laughs> that there's there's a very... The, in the feel-good factor of looking forward to watching your team. Like I'm looking forward to Saturday now. Like I'm looking forward to like... How how can they correct their mistakes from uh, Leicester? How can they correct their mistakes? And there's a really different feeling around the club, which wasn't mm-hmm. the case from the 1920 season and the last two seasons, right? So in terms of Zinchenko and uh, Jesus, I think they're not they're not necessarily going to bring the winning mentality, but they're going to bring a, a sense of security as such, mm-hmm. in the sense that. Because last season, Arsenal were the youngest squad in the league. And they still are the youngest squad in the league. I think uh, going into last weekend, we were still Mm -hmm. the youngest squad in the league. But what Mm -hmm. they bring is, they bring like, um, there was an article I read the other day where um, Jesus and Jaka is back in the leadership squad, right? Mm, Why is Jesus there? Because he trains that way. There's a certain example he sets while Mm -hmm. training with the youngsters and... There's a sense that Martinelli, with his Brazilian roots and the way he's mm-hmm. connecting to Jesus, he's bringing mm-hmm. a sense of like freshness. He's like, yeah. And you and if you've watched the first few episodes of All or Nothing, there's a, there's a segment where uh, uh, Edu says that Martinelli trains like it's his last day, last game, yeah. Right? But yeah. but we we are seeing it we are seeing it in result in this season, like the first two games mm-hmm. of the season. We mm-hmm. didn't actually necessarily see it until. We watch the show, but mm-hmm. he's been doing that. But I think it's a result of what he's been working on and how hard he's worked throughout last season, and that's come to mm-hmm. fruition now. 
Mm. So in that sense, I think Arsenal is a very feel-good factor, but that doesn't necessarily get you results. So yeah. I feel still we're a, I think we're still two players short, uh, especially one in midfield, one in defense, centre mm. back and midfield. But I mm. think what Arteta has been able to do is he's been able to conjure up something like there's a there's, mm-hmm. there's a certain sense of freshness there's a certain se- sense of you know you you're looking forward to it like yeah exactly i feel yeah i feel like there's yeah. at the cuz the football like like you mentioned is is a far cry from what it was let's say last season where arsenal at when arteta first came into uh, into arsenal everyone thought he adopt the man city philosophy but he was anything but i'd say if you were to akin his early arsenal days to anything any other team it would probably be atletico madrid where he would just absolutely like shut defense shut teams down and then uh, with one quick counter attack uh, hit teams on the break score and that's kind of how they ended up taking the fa cup final as well if you uh, like i mean you would know right uh, and uh, that style of play has evolved progressively now they are definitely a more high pressing unit they i think shaka has moved shaka has moved up the pitch so he's playing almost um as as a center attacking midfielder um zinchenko has been much needed cover i don't think he's a better left back than kieran tierney but kieran tierney can't stay fit and has just had a season in ending knee injury because he fell in the showers which is as bizarre as it could possibly get for for the poor guy uh and Uh, i mean you've got like, like your midfield pivots who one who i'm not particularly a big fan of for obvious reasons but he seems to be um um like orchestrating play you you, you have saka who i who i quite like uh, gabriel martinelli who i quite like as well odegaard um this really is the season for odegaard to really come into his own um i'm i have hopes for him this season hazus i think is dependable but you are going to need more cover that i think that's a position that possibly needs cover because uh, jesus has had a few niggles in the past and i and i don't know what the europa league schedule will do to them because we don't know like and until and by then arsenal may have already built up um like uh, a safety blanket of a, of a few points um so that, but right I mean, now i think the enketia is, is 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 half decent as he's, a striker of this he's not i mean he's he's inconsistent and i feel like every great team has like four striking options that um you know that they can rotate i don't think arsenal are there yet i think they're recruiting very smartly if you ask me um it kind of like it it boggles the mind as to why man city are selling arsenal their players do they because do they feel like they're not there yet or this is or it's it's a long term bet that may not pay off but in terms of um like a team that's definitely on the rise that you can see active progress in it's probably arsenal i think the the game everyone talks about the chelsea 4-0 and you know the other games the game in, that i've seen up until more recently was i'd say one is the leicester game where leicester scored and both times they responded in 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 within seconds or within minutes obviously you have ward palming it out into the path of i think and and, and everyone what every, i think everyone misses out is the war decision that went for arsenal right yeah there's that penalty incident if you watch mm-hmm. the game and it it could have very easily you know split second here and there it could have mm-hmm. been ramsdale with the headlines giving him a soft yeah. penalty right mm-hmm. that's what yeah, i'm saying so but coming back 
I feel mm-hmm. if you go back to the 2021 season where Ole finished second, if you look mm-hmm. at the winning number was 86, right? Mm-hmm. I feel this season with the break for the World Cup mm-hmm. in Qatar, I feel mm-hmm. this year the winning points are going to come way down. It's not going to be over 90. Oh, for sure. I I I, I think I don't I, think it's going to be over 90. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think City is hitting another hundred. Uh, if not hundred, they're in the 90s for sure. For sure. Why? Why do you think that? There, there is no stopping them. I mean, oh my God, that city is, city is going to win the league by April. I, I'm, I'm a little like <laughs> the way they camped Bournemouth in their half and just peppered them for for forty five minutes. <laughs> Bournemouth couldn't step out of their back, uh, of their uh, final, of their own uh, first third, you know, like City's oh, yeah. final third, like. The final they third, yeah. Out. They had eleven men behind the ball at one point, at, and not at one point, at one. At all times. Maybe it was like for maybe it was a fifteen twenty minute spell where there were eleven men behind the ball and City kept peppering them. <laughs> it was. It's kind of uh, scary because this is a game where Haaland, I think, had eight or nine touches of the ball. Didn't really get into the score onto the scoring sheet. And see, from purely from an FPL perspective, like I wanted to strangle Phil Foden because Phil Foden breaks into the box, really should be squaring it to Haaland who has a tap in but refuses to do so. But Haaland still managed to get an get an assist, and this is without him getting on the score sheet. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, oh my goodness, those Bruno comparisons can go take a hike. Uh, that that foot that finished from the outside of his foot. Oof! It was a thing of beauty. So I I don't see anyone catching them honestly, and I think because of the of the December break, I've mentioned this on previous episodes that Pep is going to try and get himself a nice cushion before everyone bounces for the World Cup. Haaland is not doing. Haaland is Salah. not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So we um we don't know what's going to unfold. I I don't know if City. I agree with Vishnu. I don't think City will crack ninety five points. But or ninety plus points, but I think they'll be in the high eighties for sure. No, I mean, see, for them to drop thirty points means they have to drop. I mean, you have one twenty points at the start of the no, not one twenty. How many do you have at the start? Thirty-eight uh, uh, into three, so that's hundred forty-eight um, points. Hundred forty-one, one four. Yeah, yeah. So they're not they're not going to drop twenty-four twenty-four points. I don't think they're going to drop twenty-four points. Come on, where where do you? Where do you see them dropping twenty-four points? Like, I, let's be realistic. Twenty-four points is a lot for City. I can't believe it. Twenty-four points. Yeah. <laughs> like, 24 this is a league garden. Either eight losses or twelve mm-hmm. draws, right? Mm-hmm. No, twenty-four. No. Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah. Mean twelve draws or eight, eight losses. Eight losses. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not losing eight. They're not losing more than two or three games. Okay, so that that's nine points, and then you're telling me they're going to drop and uh, they're they're going to drop they're going to draw seven games throughout the season. Seven? Oh, I don't know. Uh, There's no chance that's happening, guys. Biz- Not bizarre, seven, things, eight, bizarre things can happen games. in the league. No, but that's why. That's I, I mean, exactly yeah, bizarre why things have happened. I to this, yeah. Hmm. That's exactly why I referred to the 2021 season where. City's record was five draws and six losses, right? So mm-hmm. it's not out of the world to lose two more games and draw a couple of more games. 
with a one month and one week break in between the season, which is never heard of. Like none of the players mm-hmm. have experiences, none of the managers have experienced it. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a new experience yeah. for everyone. And mm-hmm. we have to take into account how last season we took into account and every two years we take into account the African Cup of Nations that happens and the number of players that go for the African Cup of Nations and what impact that has on the squads of especially Liverpool and certain teams, right? Which had, mm-hmm. which was the case last season and a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. Liverpool still managed to win the league that year. But yeah. at the same time, it's I think it's a unique situation for every league in Europe where... The points are going to come down, I think, on an average. Where, as I said, that 2021 season, the winning point was 86. I wouldn't be surprised if it's around the same mark. Is Algeria mm. one of the World Cup? But isn't that also because of COVID and the whole lockdown mm. and the games getting postponed and fatigue, fatigue coming into the players? No, but I'm only taking into account in terms of international tournaments that I'm mm. taking into account that factor. Uh, and if you look at yeah, if you look at previous seasons as well, right? It's not consistent that teams get over ninety points. Like the year Liverpool won it, they got ninety nine. City got eighty one, yeah. right? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't even yeah. get, they didn't even cross eighty five, right? Yeah. So it, mm. w- yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, if you look at last season, where if you're looking at Spurs, they they they've got seventy one points. And that's why I said Arsenal got 61 points. You've got to make mm. a jump of at least six to nine points mm-hmm. to make the top four mm. and, or be challenging for uh, in, let's say, March, April. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why I feel this season, a lot more teams are going to be challenging till March, April, but not come mm-hmm. May. Depending mm, on okay. what happens at the World Cup and who's available. So you're saying, so you're saying March is the, is, is, is the time of the month where the time of the season where things fall off spectacularly. Yeah, I think this season is going to be much later than compared to earlier. Yeah. In terms of the number of teams that are going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, see, I think we'll get a much more clearer picture after the second international break. I, no, I think second international break. When is I the first that, international break? Uh, f- uh, after four game weeks, no? Uh, is it still happening? Are they sending them on international break now? Yeah, oh. the, because they have to do your... your there, there will be international breaks. Wait, is, 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 is it uh, October 3rd. Okay, so it's a fair while to go. Yeah. No, sorry, so, 29th. Of what? September? Maybe. August. Oh, of course. Then, then it's like a what? It's yeah. two weeks away. Bro, I'm telling Hello. you, it's after four games. It's, just, it's, it's been like this ever since I... I mean, I remember. It's yeah, no, because I, was, I assumed uh, because of the World Cup, they would stop it. But clearly, that's not, that's not what um, is happening. Okay, but I but we to prep, prep for the World Cup also. I think... I, think, uh, I mean, since we have Vishnu here, I mean, there were a couple of questions aimed at him. Mm-hmm. One was, do you think El Nani and Sambi are a good backup to Partey? So, I think, as I said, a couple of players in midfield. So, if you look at Fabio Vieira, right? So, yeah. Fabio Vieira can play anywhere along uh, midfield. Um, he um, 
It's an interesting video I watched on T4 where he can play even uh, Partey's position, but not particularly because he floats. So there's this one video where, in this particular game in the Portuguese league, where he floats between four positions literally, right? Mm-hmm. So he's covering essentially for two players in the Arsenal squad currently. That's why I said mm-hmm. we, are, we are maybe a player or two short in the midfield. Because I think mm-hmm. we've not seen Fabio Vera play yet. But when we see him play, I think he's going to be sort of a game changer in the sense that um, how um, uh, you made the point about Jaka getting you the box more often against Leicester. But mm-hmm. make the observation mm-hmm. that why he didn't make that those same runs against Palace, right? So what mm-hmm. I think I uh, I'm making a personal assessment here in the sense that the signings that Arteta is trying to make is that Arteta um, Jaka is making these runs against Leicester mm-hmm. in the box, but he's not against Palace because Vieira is going to be doing the same when he comes on. He's being okay. able. To, he's going to be able to both. Mm-hmm. Like Vieira, when uh, one or two years, he's going to be a more, you know, floating sense. He's going to be that okay. player that can give him more tactical options, right? It's mm-hmm. like you start four three three, but who starts where? Yeah, who's playing where? It's like if you if you watch Arsenal the last two games, we are, mm-hmm. all the front three are switching apart from the right hand. Yes, mm-hmm. we come. It's Zinchenko's coming in. Chaka's making the overlap. We mm-hmm. got overload, and in that sense, that's why I said we are we are player too short in making the, those adjustments in the game, not mm-hmm. starting, but we are short a player or two making changes within the game. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm looking forward to Fabio Vieira because he's going to give us options in terms of how I completely yeah I completely forgot about him for for the ninety ninety five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I mean I completely forgot about him. That's I was it. like, okay, yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, he's injured. I think when's when's he back? He's back next month at some point. He's fit. I think I think he uh, yeah I think he should be on the. Uh, he should get a couple of minutes depending on the game situation next weekend. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. I I just have one last question about Arsenal. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched Arsenal this season. Do you see Arteta having a particular? Uh, plan and place or a particular style of play. Are you able to notice that uh, like when you watch Pep play, you see triangles. When you watch Klopp play, you see uh, you see the high high press that they do. You see uh, uh, I mean you can you can actually see it. And when you watch United you can under actually Orr, see it. You, could, you knew that it, they, were, they were set up for counter-attack in so does does Arteta have a plan like that? Like, does he have a particular style of? That's play what I'm saying. You can actually see it in the sense. That's why I said that since he signed mid-season 1920, mm-hmm. you can see in terms of the personnel, right? You can only play a certain way of football or a certain style of philosophy only if you have the person and the person are willing to implement that style on the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. There's, so what is there's like a three-pronged process to that? Right. So, but with Arteta, why we are noticing that in the first two games is because he has individuals who are actually implementing what they're training for. I'm hoping during the week, which we mm-hmm. saw. That's why I said if you go back to the couple of sessions we did last season, I predicted that Arsenal are going to get a few positive results 
and then go down the land three four games and then come back up and that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened in the mm-hmm. latter of the season the last stages where we lost those three four three games palace and couple of games and then we couldn't recover i mean mm-hmm. we beat chelsea we beat united and we had a couple of positive results but i feel this season's going to be more consistent like it's mm-hmm. it's because he has the personnel to implement the style of play that he wants style to play, and huh? the players are willing to do that yeah. that's why he shipped out Aubameyang that's why he shipped out a couple of players mm. Pablo Mari Bellerin all the deadwoods out you know mm-hmm. that's it's 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 it, you had to do that like couple of seasons ago but he's actually taken the yeah i mean this is this is the right way to do things and he's actually made it yeah hmm and i i think yeah, some, being, you you take it all or nothing i feel that mm-hmm. one thing is that everyone said after that you know a bad decision selling over being you know one point away from qualifying for champions league right if you had qualified for it if right all that mm-hmm. conversation would have been out of the window because we had qualified for it we took that risk it didn't pay off but it it's paying yeah. off in terms of how we have playing and the feel good factor that's i feel that's that's a bigger thing to focus on not individual aspects of what he tried to do or what he's trying to do and all that mhm so i mean i'm i think in terms of an outfit right now arsenal are one of the better well run clubs given the given how badly they were run for a few years i think props are props is due josh cronkey's come through restructured the entire club edu is getting some work done um i think vinay venkatesham is the is the ceo like him and edu are really pull, pulling together the team looks crazy the team looks like it's going somewhere there's a definitely a plan in place but we like and i feel this will be another season of of growth and next season is when i think arsenal will make the top four spots this year but next season is when um you ask yourself if will he be able to take that bigger step and that's something that's a question for for next season but i think we've spent enough time on arsenal uh, i uh, there's a quick question vishnu for you before we move on uh, it's from yep. rohit who says do you think selling gwendozi was a was a smart move in my opinion he could have developed uh, as a great backup option in midfield um, yeah but i think uh, going back to gwendozi's and um, uh, aomiang situation right so if you look at the commonalities it's like laying down the law right imagine um uh you uh having uh how do i use a common uh, analogy it's like you're being in a particular class and someone mm-hmm. lays down the law right you're like this yeah. is the way the class is conducted this is my philosophy mm-hmm. and we've got to do this to achieve this right so i feel mm-hmm. with going dowsy was the start and abbiang was the result was the end game right mm-hmm. if 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 ateta showing if he can ship out gondazi for doing what he did with mope in that particular game as brighton talking about his salary and how much he earns xyc yeah. and mm-hmm. being a bad boy of sorts it's like abomiang you can't get away with this i've already shipped out a guy for the same beha- same kind of behavior right so it's smart it's a pattern so i feel yeah. what ateta's done is he's not being wholly inconsistent with what he's done so far Mhm being at Arsenal he's been fairly consistent few inconsistencies because of the results he's got but if he had got the results he would have been seen as being consistent you know mm-hmm. it's a two x sword with with result it's a results game 
Yeah. So it's how you see it. But I feel so. I, I mean, I, 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 I yeah, it was definitely the right thing because I think when when is is at Hertha Berlin right now, and I don't think he's really pulling up any trees. Aubameyang is trying. Uh, they're trying to offload him to Chelsea um, right now in for in order to make wages. Or there's another club that has come in to inquire about his position, which brings me to my next uh, point. I feel like we've spent about close to an hour talking about everybody else, but without addressing the massive, gigantic elephant in the room that is the title of this video. Um, uh, Sid, I'm sure you're not watching Arsenal games, but uh, did you watch the United-Brentford game? No, I'm not watching United games, dude. I, I, <laughs> even I'm not watching any of these games. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather watch Arsenal games at this point. I mean, at least I could watch beautiful the, football. The, exactly. the funny thing is I'm not watching Arsenal exactly. games, I'm watching the United games. <laughs> no. I'm you know what? I can't complain. I'm pulling a leg. I, I don't. At this point, I don't know who is watching is, United games. To be honest, <laughs> I am. Sure. I am for sure. Like, like, at the risk of like really like at the risk of my blood pressure, I am watching United games. And wow, I'm. I just got pity of an Arsenal fan. We're really in the shit, aren't we? So I need to like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so this is. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking talking about Brentford because the clown circus is like if you open up United Report every hour there's an update that's blowing my mind but we'll get to that. You know, you know, United, one, of, one of the one of the guests who came on uh, came on uh, our channel a few a few uh, episodes back. Uh, he saw he saw the uh, the uh, the Manchester United uh, a circus act and he said. A circus is, is is a lot more coordinated than than Manchester United at this point. Oh, for sure. I mean, let's, let's not right even get said. started. Right with, yeah. If you if you look at the likes of, uh, oh, I don't want to go on one more end, but okay. So you are playing a team that is known to be high pressing, powerful, uh, have a absolute monster of a striker in Ivan Tony, and Eric Ten Hag elects to go small. No Scott McTominay, even though he is absolute shit. Uh, no Rafael Varane, and he chooses to go with Lissandro Martinez. And for the most part, Lissandro Martinez handles uh, being uh, like bombed on a regular basis with, with long balls, right? Um, and now... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and so within 15 seconds 15 minutes of that game or rather within 18 minutes they were 2 nil down the first being a clangor of high of enormous proportions now it wouldn't have been so bad if it was just you know like a one-off but the fact that Deha can neither distribute nor can uh, nor can he short stop anymore which is basically his, his biggest trait it's really I mean, all signs point to the fact that we should not be persisting with him. The game has moved on. He cannot distribute with his feet. It does not make him a bad person. It just makes him unsuitable to the system the manager is trying to employ. So and anyway, Dean Henderson was right. Yeah, Dean Henderson was right, but he, he, <laughs> it, it, it just it just made things worse, didn't it? The fact that like they are let's in four against Brentford with the, with, with the clangor, and Dean Henderson saves a penalty against West Ham with Forrest. It just made things so much better. <laughs> that was really funny to no, watch. But, uh, Dean to be fair, yeah. mm-hmm. no, but, but to be fair, right, right. De Gea's had clangers in the past as well. Uh, 
He's had about at least uh, five or six clangers in the last few years, and including the Ronaldo Cole. Uh, you know the World Cup, uh, Portugal, yeah. Spain. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the, the, the hat trick game. It was a clangor. Yeah, that changed the game. Right? Everyone he's not been the same that. since. Like, no. he's yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone misses that point. Everyone Dehaya, looks at his United let's career. Let's not talk about and De Gea's clangers. He, I mean, he's cost us a league, a, a, a proper, like a league. Okay, so I still remember that. Wait, black what? You, oh my god! Nah. Oh yeah, that nonsense. Oh yeah, of course. The 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 New Year's Day game, right? Okay, black The New Year's Day game. Yeah, three two. Yeah. We lost three two. Yeah, uh, lovely. I know. I like. I had forgotten about it. It came back to me. Uh, okay, anyway, it's better. It's you know better for I, I think we have done a lot of rants uh, on United. Uh, honestly, if ETH has to try. I, I I hope he doesn't try anything stupid with Liverpool. Just stick to. I mean, be pragmatic against Liverpool. Don't try anything funny. But one thing I would probably probably do is play play uh, Martinez in midfield, play Varane and Maguire, play Martinez and Fred. I I think he's dropping Maguire for this game. It's sure. going to be yeah. I, I, so there are so there have been reports coming out. Um, like you know, United is like one loss, and the leagues come out in full force. So, uh, Sid, I, I'm unsure if you know who, who United's new top transfer target is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're looking to reinforce their midfield, right? With Casemiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with an 80 million yeah. euro bid for Casemiro, 30 year old Casemiro, and they're going to double his wage to about 320k a week. I, they had I, a bid. I, I mean, no, how it, it gets. He's already said no. He's already yeah, said he's already, no, but he's already said no. Did Did you read what was the latest? Did Did I mean they're trying to go for uh, Upper Mayank? Yeah, I just mentioned they're that. They're trying so, to go for yeah. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> no, they had a hundred. Yeah, well, pull they had a non show from Chelsea on loan. Yeah. So okay, this is this boggles the mind because uh, okay, the one smart thing they've done since all of this is that they refuse to give Adrian Rabio his money, for which I am so grateful. I'm like, okay, I did not want to see French McTominay in in midfield again. But they had a hundred and thirty million euro bid turned down for Joao Felix <laughs> as of two hours ago. <laughs> you you can't make this shit up. Like I'm just running through a United report and every. Like every hour, there's somebody else. Real Madrid believe United will offer Casemiro double his current salary on a five-year contract. Madrid do not want to sell Casemiro, but the ball is in the player's court. The proposal that MUFC are offering Casemiro is dizzying. Um, Casemiro has no intention of leaving Real Madrid and the club do not contemplate a departure. Madrid haven't received an offer yet. There are so many conflicting reports. Why would he Madrid? But he's a Champions League winner. I think he's a four-time Champions League winner or five. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's, they're going to win the league this season. There's no two ways about it. But, which means another why, winner's middle ground. Yeah. Why the bloody hell? Why? Wh- I don't know why he would leave Madrid. I don't know why would any player want to join United at this point in time. It's a, it's a, it's worse than a fucking circus. You, I mean, those guys are not clowns anymore. They're like, I don't know what to say. Like. 
I think yeah. Gary never I don't agree with that because I feel I like United should have finished their business before the start of the season. If you're going to lose 4-0 to Brentford, then Rabiot's mom is obviously going to tell him, son, please don't go to United. This is not true. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think like uh, Gary Neville made a really good point on Monday Night Football where he said, like, at a, at a certain point, you can't blame the players anymore. It, you have to blame somebody above the players. And he made a very good analogy wherein, like, if you're in a government school in, in, uh, in England, and the school's not performing and a lot of students are failing. At some point, it's not the students. It's the teachers and, and, and the headmasters and the people above them who need to be looked at. And at this point in time, I think everybody knows. I mean, the players, whether they're giving their 100% or not, I don't think that matters anymore. It's the people above. And by above, I don't mean Ten Hag. I mean people above him. Above, 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 above. I, all of them. It, I really... I, I really want to know what they spent the summer doing. Like, I genuinely either so all of these signs, the fact that the gla- the Glazers are kind of not spending, indicate that there is a sale coming because that's the only explanation. Guys, I know there's a lot of comments in the chat about United's flight. I know you guys want to make fun of us, but I'll get to that. I apologize. But in the in the meantime, um, I just wanted to like so. The only reason I mean, for- dude, even if the Glazers didn't spend money <coughs> where they put in, they still spent like a billion a billion euros or dollars. Those, those, they, they, bought they, haven't, those they haven't put their own money in. That is money Fair that enough. Whether it comes from the players or the club, you still spent a billion dollars. Yes, it doesn't but it's not money from the owner's pocket, right? We we have. Uh, we I'm, I'm saying you still spent a billion dollars in the transfer market without any clear plan. Your recruitment is shit. Yes, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not to, the recruitment has been awful ever. I mean, even during Fergie's time, the recruitment has been awful. Let's let's face that. I mean, we have been really, really bad at recruiting players. If you start from the Fergie era, I can probably name maybe. Eight or nine players who have been top class with with uh, respect to recruitment. Apart from that, it's been either homegrown players who have been bailing United out, or it's been uh, uh, Sir Alex who's bailed United out, and that is about it. Our recruitment from day one has been shit. Like it's no. I'll tell you this: what, what has happened is so. What generally keeps happening with this stupid team is that chief negotiator in charge is at the end of the day is Joel Glazer. So. And he tends to take his time with transfers. He believes that he's going to, he's going to get the job done. Invariably drops the ball on all of them. Like we had Tony Cruz in the building, for God's sake, and they said, and David Moyes and him, some stupid situation there. Thiago, they said, no. Uh, Hakimi, he said, I don't know who you are. Darwin Nunes, he said, oh. Um, we'll sign in the summer. Yeah, we'll sign Harland, no. Haaland, they yeah. said no. No, no, Haaland was... See, see Haaland is the one I can actually be okay with because they said release clause and United told them to fuck off. Which makes sense because... Uh, I mean, it, it, it hurts now that because he went he went for 52 million to, uh, to Man City. <laughs> but it's just like... I think Ferguson, because of the manager that he was, kind of papered over so many cracks... Just to keep the, the club competitive, he's like, okay, fine. I, what can I do? I can scare the living daylight out of my current team. Uh, basically, retool it here and there to make sure it's competitive. 
but when you remove that that lint, you know that that jenga pin that ultimately um, sends the entire the entire uh, setup falling down this is what happens you have a, you have an incompetent um, structure that is so badly put together that is going to fail repeatedly before they end up getting things right and i don't think by the time they end up getting things right united are going to be finishing uh, between 10th or 15th like judging purely by what i'm seeing this season i don't see them getting a win for the next 6 to 7 games i genuinely don't know what they're going to end up doing stupid idiots dude it under surf it under uh, sir alex it was a house of cards the day he left the cards collapsed it was it's 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 plain and simple to see i mean when i when i look back at it i feel like uh, i feel like first of all i think when did they come in 2004 the, the glazers came in yeah i think 2004 or 5 from 05 05 05 the that stupid okay. horse bidding bullshit that's the that's, i blame focusing for all of this so when they when they came in until today they they have pocketed 1.3 billion dollars themselves alone pocketed right in in the 15 16 years that they've been here 17 years that they've been here they've pocketed 1.3 billion dollars either by by some way or the other either through dividends paying themselves dividends or through uh, what do you say um uh taking debt out of the club in in any any which way any which form they've taken 1.3 billion dollars and you just look mm-hmm. at liverpool chelsea i mean sorry city and chelsea it's the exact opposite where the owners have put in billions of dollars into the club i think that's that's there to see right now and see nothing happens overnight it all takes time whether it's a good thing or a bad thing like vishnu is seeing with arsenal now they persisted with arteta they gave him the signings that he wanted or at least a few of the signings and now you're seeing it you're seeing the result 3 years later you're seeing the result on the pitch it everything takes time and whatever the glazers have done for the last 16 17 years is now the proof is in the pudding and i don't know shambolic they haven't they haven't built a new stadium go and see every other club new new stadium new training facility new training grounds state of the art uh technology every like the spurs stadium oh my god that stadium is insane yeah it's really really amazing and we still play in one dilapidated old trafford that was built so long back it's just mind boggling how we even call ourselves a big club anymore we are not a big club i don't even think we're as big as newcastle at this point in time Yeah, yeah, but I think with United, it's a case of you know everything has a life cycle, right? You, you can't be on top forever. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's Vishnu, I'm not saying Vishnu, it's, but I'm not saying that we. I'm not saying we should be a, on top. Like, what I'm trying to say yeah, but is, yeah, I'm saying it's everything. Uh, it's a cycle, so uh, never discount United because United is an institution. I'm not discounting it, but how long? See, even Newcastle uh, was an institution right. in the Premier League, right? Never They were at one point in time. Alan Shearer chose to go to Newcastle over United, over United, because Newcastle were challenging for the was challenging for the league at one point in time. They were. Let's not. Yeah, but it's only Kevin Keegan, and then they fell. There's one season against Blackburn, and that's and United, and that's it. 
like, uh, I mean, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is with United, I think everyone is just they've just got used to seeing United win because it's since 1992 United are the poster boys or the poster club the, of the, the Premier League that mm-hmm. you expect United to be there and thereabouts every year but that's not how it works it's everything think, goes up everything goes down and I think it's a cycle like I think everyone's expectations should also tone down like be tampered in terms of how so yeah it's 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 so, like economics right it's like an yeah. economy it's like so basic the, the, economics of how an institution works so united you know basically what? see there are certain companies that when they're on top they like to stay on top and i don't know uh, if if you guys managed to see this tweet uh, where from total uh, from total wolf is talking about one Uh, Toto Wolf uh, talks yeah. about uh, yeah. Uh, Toto Wolf episode. talks about how he saw Manchester United, uh, how he read and uh, saw United's failures and made sure that that does not happen to the to Mercedes. But if you're following Formula One at this point, Mercs don't mm-hmm. have the best car. For the last eight seasons, they've had the best they've had the cars. Top. They've had the top. This, this yeah, season, the this season they have like maybe the third best car. But apparently, he reviewed what what's gone wrong with United and didn't want to do the same thing. That's what a winning team does. That's what that's what is elite mentality. You learn from somebody else's mistake. You don't commit commit it by yourself. Huh. Yeah, but I think United is such a big institution that everyone, when a certain organization is that big, everyone wants a piece of it, right? and i yeah. think that's what united are going through in terms of you look at ed woodward's reign at united and the people who he hired and what he wanted to achieve everyone wanted a piece of it right it's not necessarily mm-hmm. for the greater good of the institution or the club right yeah. but that's why i felt raf ragnick said how it was right everyone forgets he said a couple of things that basically defined what the club's current status or current structure was was that there are a couple of things going on in the background right mm-hmm. i'm going to say these things and i'm going to probably get peace sack for it and that's what happened but no but they don't yeah, want to swallow I mean, the pill right. yeah, yeah he, he was, was right, right. So, but that's exactly what i'm saying everything. you got to swallow the pill like what i feel is that you, the, the, the club itself are not willing to swallow the pill saying we got to start from scratch they're like we're manchester united we can't be wrong we can yeah but i'm saying you got to be you you have to swallow the pill before you restart right and so yeah, in the sense exactly that the problem right so the, the, so the, the mercedes example you gave right i want to mm-hmm. complete this point because a lot of people don't understand when hamilton moved to toto wolf's team he everyone questioned him he said why are you going why are you going to mercedes why are you going to toto wolf right that's a big risk mm-hmm. like they have no um history of winning for the last couple of years but he took the decision of going with the culture and what they were planning to do it took him two and a half three years to win a title everyone forgets that yeah right with the f1 analogy he went mm-hmm. there he partnered schumacher in his final year in 2013 and then mm-hmm. he partnered i forget the last person he partnered and then he won with when rosberg joined so it's like a process mm-hmm. it's like a three four year process Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, but United are not willing to swallow the pill. They're not willing to accept that we got to start from scratch. 
No, I feel like with Ten Hag, they decided to do that. But, and you know, the PR machine was in full effect. Oh, this person, that person. But you That's what Roy Keane said, the, exactly. Yeah. You, and then, you... Like, this is this is the the biggest case of letting a man hang out to dry. I have never seen this happen. Like every other new manager who came in got a better window than what this guy got. Because at least I, I may be proven wrong, but for them to they need like when Ragnik mentioned that he needed eight, nine, ten players to fix the squad, he was not wrong. If you go through the team, right? Like if you end up running through everybody uh, that's in. Um, that that's in that squad you need surgery right from the goalkeeper up to the striker i would there were bids coming in uh, uh, rumored bids for 60 million for marcus rashford from psg i think if it continues the way it is he'll be valued at 30 next season so if you want to sell him now is probably the time um, he does not fit a possession based style um, system and those are the things that the glazers don't want to let go the ronaldo experiment he's 38 years old let him go I know he, he he's your commercial, uh, uh, what do you call cash it? Image, cow. Icon, yeah, cash cow, exactly. Cash cow, dude. Yeah, and, and Rashford is the face of the organization for what he did for um, the nation during the pandemic. But at the end of the day, they are footballers who are not fitting the system the manager you have brought in to guarantee long-term success uh, is trying to implement. So let them go. Like it's it's okay. You don't have to persist with them. Like this is no one. Everyone is going to be upset. The Ronaldo experiment. That man has given me some of the best years of my life. The I will as much as he's been an absolute dickhead over the last couple of months. Seeing him come back to United was that one game against Newcastle was was wonderful. I will always treasure it. The 40-goal season into 08, him scoring that header in the 2008 final, um, some of that goal against Porto, he doesn't like his legacy is tar- is being tarnished by just sitting around here and getting whacked four 0 by the likes of Stadio Dragao. And yeah, the Stadio. Yeah, the Stadio Dragao. What about the full equalizer where he runs down the left? Yeah, and this, winner, the, no, the winner, the winner, the winner, the one where he. And and the Derby County game, he just can't score, but he scores on the fifth attempt, and he goes one, two, three, four, five, and it's just so there are such good memories. It's like, dude, just leave. Don't get sucked into this toxic. Uh, that go wherever he wants to. I think they they try to use Ferguson to damage control. It's like it's going absolutely tits up. So this is a team that is in that has no direction, and more than anything else, if this transfer window ends uh, ends underwhelmingly. Ten Hag should walk. And I say this knowing full, uh, fully what is going to do to the club I love. Ten Hag should walk. He does not deserve to be put in a situation where he risks his own career after having been dealt such a bad hand by the fools who promised him so much. But we're Dude, talking so much about the glaciers. It's a graveyard for players. It's a graveyard for managers at this point in time. It's where football but comes to die. But we're talking so much about the Glazers. I don't know if you've already touched upon this point that uh, about Elon Musk's uh, tweet. He was joking. Well, that was a joke. That was a no, joke. He, he like, confirmed he was joking. Said. He confirmed he was joking. Okay. I haven't that followed was... up on that. Yeah, yeah he but, was joking. But Elon Musk do, is not... Do you think, 
No chance. But surprisingly, Elon Musk could be a worse manager than the Kazars. I was about. Yeah, I, was just, I was just thinking that this morning when, as soon as I opened my phone and I I saw my phone blown uh blew up with Elon Musk and and I'm like, please not him. Like that guy's the guy's a toddler in a man's body. Like I'm. I was like, oh, must be this is uh, another one of his tantrums. Yeah. Like he got he got like. Uh, put into a corner after the whole twitter debate uh, the twitter fiasco and ended up um, i mean not buying getting it. isn't he, is he isn't he getting sued by them at this point yeah yes yeah so there's like i'd much rather not like i'm happy to stay away from Elon Musk when when saudi was there and when they were knocking uh, the glazers should have just sold and walked away The Saudis would not have. The Saudis will build Newcastle up. They didn't. They're not going to like go after a football team. Then plus, I think I'm I'm a little better off without the Saudis. Talking about the Saudis, <laughs> still own a part of Chelsea with the new ownership. No one's touching upon that. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> no one's touching upon that, huh? Conflict uh, right there. Uh, Todd Bowley <laughs> is very much the face. He's got about I think uh, between six hundred and eight hundred million. Tied up with the Saudis, mm-hmm. the same group that bought Newcastle over. So what? So 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 one group has two uh, two clubs in the same league. Yeah, effectively. Effectively, oh, that's going that's going to be very. Is that hard. even allowed? I never yeah. knew about that. I mean, if it can happen in the IPL, it can happen anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know the Saudis. Essentially, were essentially yeah. There's oh, an interesting really athletic good. article um, that was written about this issue. Mm. When was it written? I, I I haven't seen anything on it since, which is why I asked. It was about uh, two two and a half weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. uh, United's failings you know aside, what, actually, yeah, let's I mean, try. I, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll speak about it in the preview, but uh, yeah, I think uh, let's let's move on to. to This is the preview, my friend. Let's let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's speak about let's speak about the Nunes red card. Do you think he deserved it or not? Hundred percent. Yeah, dude, he did. He got played. Yeah, he got he got played like a fiddle. Anderson was. I mean, I've never seen anyone perform dark arts as good as him. Like, I think he was better than Professor Snape uh, with the dark arts. You know. <laughs> It was um, it was a thing of beauty. Oh, it was so good. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> like the thing about Anderson right. is, I think about Anderson because I watched the Palace game, right? And Anderson mm-hmm. was pinging those long balls in, right? And he's, he's so if, good. If Palace had if Palace had pulled back one, I feel Anderson would have been man of the match. It, it's that close because mm-hmm. Anderson against Arsenal had a phenomenal game. Like if you look at it, if you analyze the game, Anderson yeah. in terms of both sides, Saliba mm-hmm. got man of the match, right? Because he mm-hmm. kept a clean yeah. sheet, Premier League debut. But I think if if Palace had pulled one back through one of those chances they created, I mean they had three or four good chances, three clear mm-hmm. chances. If Palace had pulled one back, I think Anderson would have been man of the match. Oh, he had a phenomenal I, I, game. I think Anderson is going to be stand out this season if he keeps up the pace. If he, I think he's good. I think he's going to a bigger club next season. I think even at Fulham, he was very good. He's gone to Palace and gotten even better. I think he goes to a bigger, bigger club at the end of the season. 
City. I think he's started off at a very good level. Like he's yeah. There was that moment about Nunez as well. Nunez had mm-hmm. one or two goes at him. You know, a little yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had a couple of goes at him, and then he lost his head, as they say. Yeah, like I mean, it never happens in a club team, which is kind of um, very alien to to see to see happen. But more than anything else, um, Cosmo in the chat says Nunez showing he got a he's got a short fuse will affect him a lot, and other teams will use it to their potential. I don't see it happening again. I feel um, he will keep come back a lot more wiser. Maybe a few games down the line it may happen, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. It's a three-match ban. It's a three-match ban. He misses the he misses yeah. the, the United game. So, Lissandra Martin like is going to start. going to help us on you think, but... Uh, which means Salah is going to I mean, Abin, at this point, you can play striker for Liverpool and, and you can still beat United. I'm sure. Yeah. I just, I'll just wait for Maguire to press me and I'll, and I'll spin. Um, but Akshay, I think it's time we bring up the preview uh, sheet. Let's... Well, you know, you know what's, laptop, fu- you know what's so funny in all of this? Okay. The, the, the funniest thing in all of this is by some weird, weird black magic, United beat Liverpool on Monday. Oh, I'm there'll calling it the relegation six pointer. <laughs> They'll be ahead of Liverpool. That's not even funny ever. I know it's not gonna happen. I'm a hundred percent certain it's not gonna happen. But but bizarrely, Liverpool. That's that's just gotta be so funny. Like a club in absolute turmoil and a club that you expect to finish second in the league. But relegation six pointer, uh, my friend. Abin has to. Hmm. I'm calling a tight draw in the league. A tight draw? No, no. I'm, I'm calling, calling the draw. 3 0 spanking of United. Wait, I'll pull up the, the spreadsheet so we can all give our predictions. We'll pull up a column for Vishnu as well. Yeah, just add a column there. Proper spanking United's going to get at the Only hands the, of the multiple reasons because look at inj- Liverpool's injury problems. Liverpool might be favourite on paper, but the way they set up, they don't have the personnel for it. And the way United set up hasn't changed because of their injury problems. So it's an even game. And it's at Old Trafford. And you know what happens when United are kicking at the Stratford end in the second half. We, we keep losing. I was in, I was in Newcastle <laughs> where I watched I'm giving Newcastle more hope to the United fans as an Arsenal fan. Huh? Uh, I know. Uh, this this is really you got to stop bad, this, this 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 yeah. this is painful please stop <laughs> <laughs> no I, I was saying i was in newcastle when i saw newcastle beat man city so maybe united can beat liverpool dude. who knows like yeah <laughs> you, you got to be at uh, old trafford for that roads <laughs> it depends on how many fans are going to be up there because they're planning a walkout and all that yeah, true. They yeah, always protest for a Liverpool game. It's hilarious. Like it's always yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool fans are, are are very pissed. They're like, please, if they walk out, please give us the three points. We can't be bothered with this crap. Um, because for them, it's like, and then the, all the, I all mean, the tourists walk in. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know what's going to happen. But let's quickly move on to our game big predictions, so we can. Uh, We've already run this episode into an hour and a half, which is like half an hour too late. So let's just try and like quickly get through this and just everyone can give us their predictions, whackings, slappings, 
you name it okay uh, can you boys can see you, my screen i'll yeah, zoom can you remove the the uh, comment you have to zoom in no I'll, i'll zoom yeah just give me a sec guys ഹിംസ്റ്റേഡിയം ഫ്രീസ്റ്റേഡിയം I feel like the wolves are I feel like wolves are the um, bogey the team that they always bogey team yeah I think because yeah, different be, because uh, the new signings not starting for wolves is he hmm I think two net spurs though they also have two net spurs but those what do you have dude I also think two net Okay, I am going to go against the green. I'm going to go for a one-one. I know I've waxed lyrical about Spurs, but I feel Wolves are one of those frustrating teams to play with, uh, play against, and they'll just annoy uh, Conte and get out of there with a point. Uh, now Palace Villa. Okay, Villa look. I, I mean, Gerard won uh, in in the battle of of the Gerard versus Lampard derby, but they still. I I think. Yeah, I think Palace are going to uh, uh, like get a comfortable tunnel here. They Villa look too out of sorts and against Everton team, but honestly any every team should take points against except United because you know how that works. Um I fully believe um, Palace will will swamp these guys and come away with a, with a very uh, comfortable tunnel. Akshay, what do you have? I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. high scoring high scoring 2 2 draw interesting okay sid i think sid try to no 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 i'm here um hmm. i think it'll be nil nil oh interesting no one to score in that game no interesting dot I think 1-0 for Crystal Palace. 1-0 to the Palace. Bishop 2-1. 2-1. 2-1 or Palace. 1 Palace. Okay. So we're all gone Palace wins or only Sid gone for a draw. Interesting. Not for a draw. Oh, you gone for a draw. You gone for a high scoring draw. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um now Everton versus Palace can score against Liverpool. I'm sure they can score against uh, Villa. No but why do you think Villa is scoring too? I don't think Villa will score against Palace. I think that's what we're all agreeing, right? They they beat Everton, they beat uh, <laughs> they, they lost to 
Uh, Karthik in the comments says Villa will scrape a one-nil win. It would be interesting to um, to see if that if that is indeed the case. Now, Everton versus Forest. Now, who here sees a Forest win? Because I think Forest are winning this. I do. I do. Two-one. Uh, uh, I think two-nil Forest. You're going on a two-nil Forest. Yeah. Okay. The other way. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Vishnu, who do you have? It's a tough one. I'm going for a one-one. Mm, okay, he's going for a one-one. Still, just join, drop, uh, join back. He's kind of dropped out for a bit. Why do you? Why are you going for a one-one? I don't think because look at uh, how the Forest have started the league and Everton have started the league. No free flowing. So, 50-50. Hmm. Nice. Cool. Uh, those, what do you, who do you have? I, I'll go with Kramer. I'll go Nottingham 3-1. 3-1. Oh, Kramer oh. went 3-1, is it? Interesting. Hmm. I've been uh, let... Uh, Sit back into the call. I see him. Yes. Yeah. He's back in the call. He has returned. Brian Clough would have been happy with a 1 1 back in the day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so. Ever uh, then, uh, not so. Uh, Forest Tunnel. Forest Tunnel, okay. Okay. Akshay, you back in with your laptop, with your this thing? Yeah, but I can't share my screen. I can update okay, it fine. if you want. No problem. Then, no, then yeah, then you yeah. go for it, my friend. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, in terms of Fulham, Fulham, Brentford, both high-pressing teams are going to be a, a fun watch. Neither can defend very well, except if you're your Man United team. Um, <laughs> how... <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like every like every team that I critique, I have to add a, add a caveat these days. Thank you, my friends. Of course. Of uh, course. Uh, Fulham, Brentford, I think this is a high-scoring 2-2. A Desmond. Sid, what about you? Yeah, uh, I think Pereira gets his first goal of the season. I think uh, Mitchell is also on the score sheet. Yeah, I think he's back. He plays, I think. I, I'll, I'll say 2-1 mm. uh, to Fulham. Okay. Dodds? Yeah, I also think 2-1 to Fulham. Mitrovic. Suspended. Oh yeah, he's not playing this game. Shit. How was he suspended already? What happened? Did he get suspended? Did he get a red card? Is he? Is he? I don't think he is. Why would he be suspended? He didn't I don't think he's suspended. Mitrovic, really? Okay. No, no, he's playing. He scored a penalty, no? Really? Last minute penalty. Or did he miss it? Did he? Have... 
I am not sure. He missed a last minute penalty. Ah, uh, but I don't think he's a Interesting. Okay. Anyways. Vishnu? Brentford tore it away from last season. Mm. And I'm going for a 1-1. A 1-1. Interesting. Okay. Now I'm just going to go with 1-1 for this game. Serbian I don't know there's a question there's a comment about him being linked to the Serbian mafia I I have not no knowledge about that just like Jaka's <laughs> linked to the other kind of mafia yeah <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> moving on mm, and another set of teams that can't defend um Leicester Southampton which okay so i i feel if we, this game depends on us rolling the dice and seeing which version of southampton turns up oh this is all, how can i forget isn't this isn't this the 9-0 derby it is right yeah yeah it's the 9-0 derby yeah so leicester i don't think leicester scoring nine or anything i think i think southampton beat them i think leicester are in real real trouble I'm going 2-1 to uh, Southampton. Do you think Leicester goes down this season? I don't think they go down because they too have too good a squad to go down. But I feel they're they'll finish bottom half of the table. They've lost their first two games, no? Mm-hmm. no they've drawn one, right lost one. No, they've drawn, drawn one, last one. Oh, I, I think I think the Saints win this. The Saints beat the Foxes. One nil. Mm. Interesting. Actually, what I are you think, going? Uh, I think they'll win one nil. Uh, Leicester. Oh. oh wow! Jamie Vardy yeah. goal is it? Of course. Yeah, I also think Leicester one nil. Two one Leicester. Southampton score like they scored last weekend, latter half of the match. But I think mm-hmm. Leicester finally feel comfortable during the season. Did you see the second goal Southampton scored, the Walker Peters goal, and the pass for the Walker Peters goal? It was oof, a, a thing of beauty. Um, okay, no, I'm sure I don't know if you dropped watching the game. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal bang maybe four pass. Bournemouth Arsenal, yeah. Bournemouth Arsenal, yeah. I would, I'd Bournemouth say. Arsenal. Um, okay. I'm going uh, a two-nil Arsenal. I think three-nil, three-nil Arsenal. Oh, interesting. So one of us is going to be right in this prediction. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably going to be Tushar as per usual. One nil last. Say one nil to the Arsenal. Oh, Vishnu. I'm going. Say five. Four one. Even Jesus, say five. Four one. Four one. Oh, it's four one. Even in spite of Arsenal's poor form at. Uh, 
you know the vitality. Uh, vitality. vitality they were they were poor record there oh no, i remember i remember yeah uh, uh, the the 3 nil to the 3 3 yeah. and the, and zero dancing they were dodgy record there yeah yeah uh leeds That's chelsea yeah. yeah okay Mm. Oh, then that that Newcastle. Oh no, no. Oh, I didn't know they had a record against Eddie Howe. Okay, now that Newcastle games make make so much more yeah. sense. But, um, but I'm going to go because of the bounce. Hmm. So, and okay, cool. Uh, Leeds, Chelsea. Leeds, Chelsea. One nil to Chelsea. We go back to Chelsea of game week one. ചെലസിറിംഗ്സ്കോറിംഗ്സ്കോറിംഗ്സ്കോറിംഗ്സ്കോറിംഗ് I saw a really funny thing about uh, the new chant they have for Marco Carella. Uh, and they're like, okay, if there's a new chant running around for Marco Carella, and you just click on the video, and it's them singing Chelsea, 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 <laughs> 15 times over and over again. I like Jesus' chant, to be honest. I haven't, oh yeah, the new one, right? That was actually quite, yeah, uh, yeah. That, was, that was quite good. I liked it, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> ചെലസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്ലേസിസ്പ്
are absolutely clowning United. Especially the, the Ronaldo misses. This is the Brentford one. That was yeah, the, so funny, dude. The Brentford, <laughs> the Brentford Ronaldo misses with every oh shot. And he keeps going, ha, ha. No, okay, so for West Ham Brighton, uh, I'm going. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go for a 2-1 West Ham in this. I think they finally get their first win of the season. Same here, 2-1 West Ham. Okay, let me just update that. One to West Ham for both of you, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I think I think it's going to be a nil-nil draw. A nil-nil draw for West Ham. Okay. What do you have, um, Dodds? I I think uh, one all. Noise. Vishnu. Two one West Ham. Two one to the Hammers. Mm-hmm. Um, Newcastle Man City. Uh, aren't this? I, I I think will be a slightly more tougher game than um, than one would imagine. I say that, but I fully expect them to score. Goals, so I think this will be a a three nil Man City. It will. It won't look like a three nil, but it'll be a three nil. If that makes any sense. They're playing at uh, Newcastle, no? At at St James's. Yeah. Yeah, it's minimum three nil or four nil. I don't know. I think Newcastle have this. Have the the players to. Uh, what do you call? Upset the apple cart a little bit, but I don't know. Oh, James Rodriguez has apparently been linked to. Uh, what do you call? Uh, to West Ham, which brings back which brings back memories of that fond Times of India headline. The name's James. The name's Bond. James Rodriguez. Bond. <laughs> 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 oh God. Some someone needed to be fired for that, but okay, I've I've gone three nil to four nil uh, Man City. Okay, yeah, and I was going four nil. I I wouldn't be surprised if five nil either, but be safe to four nil. I do. I think Newcastle are a lot better than we're giving them credit, guys. I mean, yeah, dude. I I, I think mean Newcastle are a lot better, but uh, I just see City parking that uh, parking. Uh, parking their asses in the in their final, final third. third. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I they didn't beat them. Sitting. Hmm? Sorry. Two nil to City. Vishnu, yeah, yeah, go. I'm gonna go left field. I'm gonna go three two Man City. 
they still win yeah. I, i thought i thought you were going to predict a 3-2 newcastle yeah i mean i'll say no it's it's, it's, it's the, going to be close yeah. but it's going to be the new oil derby you know as i say okay fine no huh? mm. abu derby <laughs> abu derby abu derby oil cash go what do we want to call it the game of the match of the game of the weekend the match of green and liverpool you know every time i predict united win they they lose really badly so uh United 2-0. <laughs> What a bastard. <laughs> Talk about Western interests. <laughs> yeah, Western interests. He's like, I need, I need that United stand fix. <laughs> ah, he's Bishop returned Bishop. again. <laughs> Someone read out Thakur's uh, comment. I'm not reading out Thakur's comment. I, I saw Thakur's comment. <laughs> <laughs> What does Bhadwa even mean? I I genuinely don't know. Well, Kanadi guys here, dude. I don't. And I'm not quite sure. I mean, for the most uh, part. I have those. Hmm. I don't know how to explain. Okay, so you can you can text it to him, so we don't get like copyright strike even before we have hit like hundred views. So that'll be nice. <laughs> um. In Vishnu, what do you have for the score? I mean, the safe way to say would be pimp, I guess. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> I can't believe we're still on this, guys. Come on. Well, let's move on. <laughs> I'm going for a surprising uh, two-two. He wants what? to lose as well. You liked it? Not scoring two goals. Oh, come on. And I'm going to no, put the I, neck. I, I I'm going to put my neck on the line and say United's open the scoring at Old Trafford. Who, wait, who's scoring? I, I really want to see who. I want, yeah, to, I want to know who's scoring. scoring him, Ronaldo, dude. So <laughs> the king <laughs> scored on Monday. <laughs> It's on a Monday. It's a Monday night. They're going to be re-transported to 0708. Where the what? Are you talking about the 4-1 game? Where United scored, where Liverpool scored four at Old Trafford, and Gerard Kisler. <laughs> last last maybe the LeBron James of football joins you guys and he scores on Monday. Oh yeah, there's that too. I, I, I knew <laughs> the moment. LeBron James of football. Interestingly, the other reason I want to go for a two-two is because I want to check the stat. I don't know it, but when was the last time Liverpool drew the first three games of the season? I don't. I'm not quite sure. I think and the Premier League is a habit of bringing these stats up. So uh, yeah, I I need yeah, we need to pull that stat up. But with regards to the LeBron James of football, so for those of you who don't know, uh, his I think his family or like the place he comes from, uh, he's from I think I, I could be wrong, but Christian Pulisic is a very what strong supporter of of gun rights. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> of uh, 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 okay. the nra yeah, yeah so somebody on twitter called him the second amendment sancho and i and i can't <laughs> like <laughs> and i can't i mean it you know i just read an opta joe stat <laughs> it said that uh, 
what is that? Yeah. Uh, Sancho has played under four managers, which is lesser, which is more than the goals he scored. Goals he scored, I have yeah. seen. Yeah. Then yeah. he just put sad. Sad. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he scored, I think, three goals in the Premier League and he, he's had four managers. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Sanchez. Okay, he's one more. Oh, and three assists. Wow, like, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, every time he he, he, play, he has a shitty game, they, they repurpose that troops meme because they, they have similar hairstyles. I don't know what it is. Hey, you know what? I think I think I think Karthik has suggested something good in the chat. He says I think y'all should have a bet or dare if Vishnu gets it right. That okay, is cool. Yeah, but, if, uh, Abhin, gets it right, Abhin, if I get it right, before we yeah. yeah, if you get it right, we'll we have a we'll have a dare. Because we I think the next time we do this episode is going to be on a Tuesday because the games are game is on a Monday night. So Tuesday would give us ample time to 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 mull in to mull over a, a fantastic walloping. I am going five nil, dude. I repeat of last of last year's um, walloping. Oh man, that's. I I remember. So I remember what exactly what happened because I think I had a very heavy night out and I'd gotten back home and I had to record a podcast. So I was on Amir Khan of all people, very relevant to, <laughs> to this week's conversation. Went to bed at 6.30 a.m., got woken up at 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time for the, for kickoff. And I'm just like groggy and, you know, all, all over the place. Sit down with my cup of coffee and then it begins. I, mm-hmm. At halftime, I turned the television off and went back to sleep. I was like, this is... I, rem- this I remember this. We, we were discussing this while the game was yeah. going on. Dude, I literally yeah. drove back from... I, I was traveling. I drove back at like... Like mad speech just to get back and watch this game, and I I come back home and I and I turn on the telly, and as soon as I turn it on, United concede the first one, then then the second, then third, and so on, and I'm like screwed. I turn it off and I went to sleep. It's like it's yeah. it's very that 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 game was very uh, what do you call it? Uh, symbolic of what how we reacted to United games. Over the last year, we saw the score and went to sleep. <laughs> More often there's, than not, or we saw I, the score I, in the morning. Without like, I remember there was this one. Uh, remember this Alexis Sanchez three 0 game, uh, Arsenal uh, for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was very, very reminiscent of that game. Like they were three 0 by halftime, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. That, that was a game they tore them to shreds and. I think in, the funny thing was in our dugout, we had Albert Steubenberg, who is now the assistant coach at Arsenal. You know, the funny thing, right? The two assistant coaches at Arsenal are two ex-United assistant coaches, Steubenberg and Steve Round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steubenberg was the coach for, for Van Hal and Steve Round Van was the coach for, uh, And Steve Hall, Steve Round is the coach for Moyes. So, it's yeah. like... Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but Akshay has a, has a 2-1 to, uh, to United Liverpool. Why? I feel like... With uh, Nunes uh, suspended, that might change their uh, attacking options and the the promise that they have attacking. So let's see. Okay, okay. There's a very important comment that I want to address here right now. Uh, have been fighting everyone that Indians don't have an accent like Apu from The Simpsons, but listening to you guys is proving me wrong. Wait, we have an accent like Apu? Interesting. Oh, we don't. 
But I think he... I don't know. I think he's proving he sees things. Uh, we all have access like Appu. Okay, we're going to try and sound like Appu so we can finish the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually pretty good. That was actually pretty good. That was pretty spot on Appu. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time we finish the episode and then we decide to go to sleep. Like, no one talks like this, dude. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's what they all, mm. they all, that's the common uh, thing that assumption perception yeah perception I, I don't particularly care about Appu dude I mean there's a no, uh, I think Akash but uh, just generally uh, in, in an Indian okay. accent I think it's a Bangalore they, thing uh, uh, you know what uh, um, let's 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 do this whoever gets the last the last match whoever gets the prediction right and it has to be perfectly right gets to uh gets to give a forfeit to the others what okay. i thought we were all we were all like uh, basing our what do you call our um, uh predictions i thought the predictions on on vishnu's 2-2 cuz we've all gone with losses here Akshay is gone. Oh, Akshay is gone for a loss. Okay. I've been. To, I've been no, but then even Dodds has gone on a tonal United win. I mean, yeah. But I think know, just, that's not uh, happening. But he's just mind fucking with all of us. I think at this point. Yeah, which is why I'm saying whoever wins it gets gets two. Hey, dude! Last two game weeks, I predicted United win, and actually believing they'll win, and United let me down a lot. So I was like, it might as well do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! What, yeah, what, what a guy! guy. Okay. Nah, I think, man. I think everyone's sleeping on United. Uh, it's Liverpool, <laughs> including their own players. United are massive. <laughs> <wake come on. laughs> also, the way Klopp's going into this game, he's complained about the dry pitch in the first game. He's complained about the injuries before the second game, and he's going to try and figure out what is the best formula. And United have nothing to worry about, nothing to lose. They've lost the first two games. Right, nothing to lose. Stratford end, we go again. That's why I say we're going to find a way. United always find a way, especially against Liverpool. Okay, we should stop, stop now. Let's stop. hope so. <laughs> yeah, let's. let's uh, is nobody let's, else? Did, is nobody else? Did that was so sarcastic. Come on, guys. Let's end. The, let's end it on that. Like, I'm not being sarcastic. Man. We can I'll, play it back. <laughs> Look at this. I'm yeah. not being sarcastic. When you have to get wall up next week. Liverpool. Just, just think about it this way, right? You look at Ole's big results against Man City and his record against Pep, right? While Ole was manager. You went into those games thinking Ole didn't have a chance. It's the same players. The roster is almost the same. There's no vibe. There's, there's, yeah, there's at least... There's no vibe. At least... At least at least under Solskjaer, we had like we had vibes. We yeah, had a lot. That's more what I'm vibes. saying. Yeah. But United always find a way. The other result I'd go back to was Pogba three-two against City pre- prevented them from winning the league against United. United always find a way. I'm I, relying on like, United. This this is what you call a reverse jinx of the highest order. <laughs> yeah. This is this is like you during the Euros, Abin. Yeah, this is me during the Euros all over again. But anyway, <laughs> on that happy note, uh, just uh, just under the two-hour mark, we should probably end the episode so everyone can go sleep and uh, and have a, a good eight hours. Um, I think Watford has a better chance of getting promoted to the to the Premier League than United winning the league, says Karthik. Wow, very interesting. 
But yeah, that's us. We'll be back next week for the review with Vishnu Into. He says Salford, not Watford. Yeah, oh, he said Salford. Oh, actually, he glasses. I'm I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I see. I yeah, so my bad. Oh, dude, I'm desperate for glasses. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And okay. that's that we need to sign off as well. That is indeed a sign. <laughs> All right, my friends. It's been a pleasure. Vishnu, but, thank you for coming. But on. we'll but we'll be back in a few days. For the uh, deadline stream. Yeah, the deadline stream will be back. Yeah, the deadline stream is on a Saturday. Akshay, will you be able to make it? Let's see if I'm at work. Let's do Friday. Okay, or I'll come online uh, for my phone or something. We'll mm. figure something. All right, we'll yeah. figure something out. Okay, we'll see you on the on the deadline stream before uh, for the FPL show on Saturday. Uh, until then, everyone uh, stay safe. Get a get a good night's sleep. Uh, and we'll see you soon. Okay, goodbye. Cheers, guys. Bye. Good night. See you guys.